You're listening to the Michael Papin Jack Show. All right, what's up? Yeah. All right. Oh my. Hey now. All right. That reminded me that oh my. So on Howard Stern, it's Cocktober, which I I just don't I don't understand. I don't understand Cocktober. Um, Howard Stern, if you're listening, which you're not, but if you are, I'm eating some crackers. I apologize. I do not understand Cocktober. I don't know what's going on with it. I don't know why it's a thing. Um, I was listening this week, and, you know, Sal Governale famously has an uncircumcised penis. And they, and I guess Gary Papabui, Papafuhai, um, you know, brags about how he can uh, recognize. He has seen Sal's penis so much that, he can recognize it. Like, he just knows if it's Sal's penis, you know, like the back of his hand. And they, like, line up four dudes behind a curtain, and they have to pick his penis. And then they had guys from Falcon Studios, which I'm assuming is a gay porn uh, production company, and, like, their cocks were out, and it's just, like, cocks of this and cocks of that. And I, I don't, I mean, listen, there's nothing wrong with a cock, whatever. I got one. Every dude has one, whatever. Girls like them, I guess. It's like, uh, it's just, it's weird to turn on Howard Stern and there's the gay guys in there with their dicks out and Sal's, you know, ugly, uncircumcised penis is there and it's like, they have George Decay on and he's like, oh my, Howard, what a, viva la penis. I don't know. It's just not, I mean, the cracker, hold on. It's so good. Mmm, long guy. It's been such a long day today. Where's my water? It's 9.30. Mm. It's 9.30 on a Thursday night. I got to work around 8 a.m. I left around 9. I have this crazy customer at the end of the day. I don't want to get into too many details. It's a customer. Every I value every customer, but... It's one of those people who come in... And l- let me tell you something. And, and, and I'm alone. You've probably guessed I'm alone. I don't know where Jason is. Uh, Alexa and her sister couldn't be on the show. Jason said he was in the middle of something. I don't know what he's doing. So whatever. But, you know, people come in and they're like, well, I want a white car with, you know, parchment interior. And this, that, and the other. And that's great. And we have one, and it just turned out to be the most expensive version of that car. But they went online and saw some special where you could get a Lexus for like 300 bucks a month. And they don't read the the small print, you know, and they just think that um, you could get any priced Lexus uh, for 399 or 299 a month, depending on the special, if you do it for 10 thousand miles 36 months and you put four grand down they just think like no matter what the price of the car is if you put four grand down you're gonna get to this special number of like 300 bucks a month and she picked like I said the most expensive version of that vehicle that we had and I I bring out the payments to her and it's like 700 bucks a month 
And I tried to explain to her, like, you realize that, that this car is the most expensive version of the car on the lot. And as much as you would love to have the vehicle for, you know, 200 bucks a month, 300, maybe 400, um, you can't magically turn that much money into that payment unless you give me like $10,000 down, which on a lease doesn't make any sense, but you can if you want. It's dumb, but you can if you want. We're not going to stop you, but we're going to advise you against it because if you're going to put ten grand down, you probably should just buy the vehicle because that's putting a lot of money in on a car that you're basically renting for three to four years. And she goes, oh, I want to see the invoice. Okay, well, you know, you know what the invoice is. I'm like, the invoice? I'm like, I don't even know what the invoice is, you know? <laughs> I mean, I guess I could find out if I wanted to, but I'm like, you know, giving the customer the invoice. And I had to take her to a manager, this, that, and the other. And it was like a whole thing. And then she kept talking about like her husband who was coming and this, that, and the other. And then he finally shows up and. He's wearing like a novelty tie. It, it was just, it was, it was one of those things where you definitely needed to get a drink after work. But I came home and I just made, I, I, I'm, I'm into these frozen dinners. Okay. There's, okay, this is hilarious. <laughs> There's a section in uh, Giant Eagle, which um, if you're not from Pittsburgh or the area, Giant Eagle are our uh, grocery stores. And, um, you know, there's the uh, the uh, frozen food section. And, you know, you got waffles, ice cream, uh, you know, all your different versions of frozen potatoes like curly fries and such. And then there's 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 this this wonderful section, this wonderful, magical section that, you know, it's kind of like it's kind of like the, you know, the the equivalent of like the the uh, the the, the uh, condom section of a store you don't you don't want to be caught over there shopping and it's the frozen dinner meal for one section when i saw this meals for one i thought i was like god this is this is the saddest this is the saddest section of the grocery store is the frozen food section where it says <laughs> meals for one so i don't have any shame i don't give a shit I'm single. I'm a, I have my own place. I you know, I don't have time to be cooking myself dinner. Um this actually kind of leads me into my whole new venture. I got this whole new venture. You know, I got the Michael Papinchak show. You know, I'm I have my Facebook page and my website for my opera career and my voiceover career. Um and actually my podcast has a link on that website. My actual professional website michaelpapinchak.com. You can actually go on that website and see my opera stuff, my uh, voiceover stuff, and my podcast stuff. But then I have tmpspodcast.com, of course, for my show. And, um, you know, after this surgery, I've gained a lot of weight, which I shouldn't have. It's weird. I should have lost a lot of weight with this surgery. But um, I was so afraid of working out and lifting that I went back to kind of my overeating habits, and I ended up just getting super fat again, and my surgeon was super pissed and uh, so now I'm trying to focus on my health again. And so I've created a whole new venture for myself called Fat Man Strong. And um, this this kind of, um, it's, it's just like my show or anything that I do. It, it just strikes you. 
um, in a moment, for some reason, all of your thoughts come together and you come up with some kind of new idea. And that new idea was is called Fat Man Strong. I have a YouTube channel, Fat Man Strong. And uh, I only have a few videos up yet. I just started it. But I have been slowly but surely building um, a little uh, workout um, area in the back room uh, behind my garage, like kind of like my utility room. There's a sink back there and like the water heater and all that stuff, pipes and such, breaker boxes. I got myself... Um, an Olympic 45-pound uh, um, bar, and uh, I got some, and, you know, that was like a 300-pound, like, Olympic weight set, you know, came with two 45-pound uh, plates, 35-pound plates, 25-pound plates, you know, 15 fives, two and a halfs, plus the Olympic bar, seven feet long. Um, I got myself a, a, a curl bar. I got myself one. Um, uh, and again, you know, the curl bar, you it's an Olympic curl bar, so you just use the same plates as the bench press bar <clears throat> and I also got myself uh um well you know what I, I I just assumed when I bought this Olympic dumbbell uh and again it, it you you use the same plates so I, I didn't get a whole I, I I didn't get a whole bunch of dumbbells I just got a bar that holds Olympic plates that way I can just use the same plates from my Olympic uh, bench press set on that Olymp Olympic bar, uh, dumbbell uh, bar, but I thought it would come with two. It was like forty dollars, so I just assumed there'd be two dumbbells in there, but there weren't. There was just one, so I just have one, like an idiot. But I have the curl bar, so really, it's not a big deal. And uh, and then I did get from Walmart. <laughs> I was shopping around for a bench, okay, for an actual bench. You know, you got to spend at least two hundred bucks to get a bench, and I just typed into the Google. Um, or Amazon or something. No, probably Google. Um, you know, um, Olympic because it has to be Olympic because I bought the Olympic size bars, uh, b bench bar. You know, so um, I, I had to get an Olympic bench. I couldn't get a standard bench. It's not the same. And uh, I, you know, two hundred bucks, three hundred bucks, and I saw one for like a hundred and like twenty from Walmart. And it not only had the the bench press thing, but um, and it has the adjustable backs. You can do like incline presses and such. But it also had a, like a leg extension um, little thing on the end. I thought, wow, that's really cool. The other ones for more money don't don't have that. So I, I ordered it and decided to do uh, store pickup because there's a Walmart not far from me, uh, which I think is true for most Americans, huh? No matter where you live, there's probably not a Walmart very far. Um, and I went to go pick it up. And Walmart pickup is... Just it it's it's kind of like it's kind of like a, a Narnia, but if Narnia was like a trailer park, you know, you you, you go you, you go back to the back of the store to where it's orange, you know, the Walmart's colors blue, everything's blue, right? You know, Target's red, you know, Walmart's blue, and but back in the back there's a it's orange, and all of a sudden it becomes orange because actually you know they're complementary colors, blue blue and orange. Um, which I had to explain to a customer the other day who really loved a blue car with the flaxen interior. And I explained to them the reason why you like it is the flaxen interior is very close to being orange. And the blue and the flaxen are complementary. And so all of a sudden the car pops. Because so, when a car's black on black, it's just all black, right? White on parchment, it's two light colors. When you go blue and flaxen, it's all of a sudden your eyes react 
because they're complementary colors, like red and green. The, the, the colors go together. They complement each other. But anyway, so I'm in this orange trailer park version of Narnia, and uh, there is a kid sitting there who literally looked all of like 13, but as if he hadn't slept for like an entire week and may or may not do heroin. And he's sitting there just staring into space, and I'm standing there, and he goes, you have to press the button. I said, excuse me? He goes, to get service, you have to press the button. It, it was like he sits there all day and just lets people know that to get service in the Walmart pickup, you have to press the button. Now, he's right. There's no one there. It seems like you have walked miles to the back of this store. And on the little keypad thing where you, like, swipe your credit card, you know that, that little thing? It says press for assistance. So I pressed it, and in a few minutes, this troll-like lady appears and is like, can I help you? And I said, I'm here to pick up this order. And I had it on my phone. She scanned my phone. And she goes, let me go find it. And she just goes into the Narnia of Walmart stuff. And out of the door, several minutes later, several minutes later, not immediate. These people are in no hurry. Whether you're in a hurry or not, they're in no hurry. She comes out on a dolly with a big box. It says Gold's Gym. You know, Gold's Gym X10.1, whatever the hell it is. Bench bar or whatever, bench. The box, it, it looks like she had taken the box like bobsledding. It was all torn up. I mean, it, it was like half open, dragging on the floor. And I looked at her and I said, what the fuck is this? She goes, well, if you get it home and there's any problems, you can return it. And, you know, in any other circumstance, I would have been like, listen, this is unacceptable. This box is falling apart. It's dragging on the floor. You can see inside of it. There's probably parts that fell out and are missing, but I had, I was in such a weird, like, I, it was like I was in a different, like, dimension of time and space. I didn't know where the hell I was. The troll boy, I think he had left, the one who was like, he was like, it's like he was there just to tell me to push the button, and then he, like, disappeared. I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure by the time I turned around to press the button and turn around to thank him, he was gone. You know when Charlie and, and um, uh, Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory, the original one, not the weird one with Johnny Depp, but Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory with Gene Wilder. Remember very, very early in the movie, right? They're looking at the Wonka factory. I think that movie was filmed in like Poland or some, something. Some very, you know, kind of rundown industrial country, right? former Soviet bloc kind of shit. You know what I mean? And the the guy rolls up with that super noisy cart and says, like, no one's gone in or gone out in 50 years or some bullshit like that, and it's super noisy. And then the kid turns around and he's gone. 
and you don't hear the noise, he just disappears. That's what I felt like this little troll kid was who was like, you have to push the button. Okay, I think I turned around to thank him and he was gone. He was just gone. Like, what? And, you know, I was texting Jason. I was like, what the fuck is Walmart? I'm like, Walmart is rough. Like, it is a rough place. Like, if you're shopping at, like, I shop at Walmart. Like, if you're shopping at Walmart, like, I was only shopping there because, okay, so I've gotten fat, right? So I've decided to get in shape. I got these weights going on in the basement. I'm making these YouTube videos called Fat Man Strong and everything. And I'm just, I don't want to invest that much money in it. I make pretty good money at Lexus, but not not super a lot of money. I'm still very new. I don't have a huge client base. I don't really sell enough to make it like financially, you know, super awesome for me to buy like a $500 like professional weight bench and shit. Like I got bills to pay. You know what I mean? I just actually, I just made this awesome purchase. I'm going to go a little off topic here. Um, I was, um, uh, so a shout out to Casadoro, which is a great jewelry store up here in the Mars Cranberry north of Pittsburgh area. And um, I was, um, I went there, uh, I don't know, a couple, last month or so. Um, I needed to, why did I go there? I think I went there, I needed a new band for a watch. The band on one of my watches was falling apart. It was a, le- it's a leather band. And I just went to see if, because um, I knew it was, it's, it's a Shinola watch. And I knew Casa carried Shinola. So um, I thought, well, uh, let me go see if they can just get me a Shinola band to replace it. He goes, well, we, we can do that, but you got to order it from Shinola and then bring it in. And he goes, well, we, we carry our, our own bands. So I ended up getting um, just whatever brand they have that they're made for Casadoro. I think it's a German company. And I'm getting a really awesome rubber band, which I love more than the leather. And I got another watch rebanded. And then um, I ended up buying a watch there for like 700 bucks. It's this really cool uh, watch called a Chronoby from Sweden. It's a smart watch that connects to your cell phone, but it doesn't look like a smart watch. It looks like a regular watch, but you can't change the time on it with the uh, crown. It's connected to your phone. The watch has all kind of functions and stuff. It's really awesome. And the guy, Steve, hey, Steve, if you're listening, what's going on? Uh, Steve was like, hey, listen, Mike, later in October, we are having a Swiss watch event. And I immediately said, sign me up. So the Swiss watch event was last week. And um, I wore my Breitling and I got dressed up a little bit. And I went. um, Eventually, uh, Jason showed up. And um, there was a rep, a very cute um, rep there from uh, Breitling. And her and I got talking. She lives in New York. And I said, hey, I lived in New York. And I'd love to get into the watch business. She was like, oh, my God, that's amazing. So I got her email. We emailed back and forth. And I really wanted a new watch. I've wanted a new fancy watch for a long time. Something new. It's always good to have something new. And um, we were talking and talking. Uh, I was looking at this watch. It was like, I don't know, three grand or something. And I knew I could finance. Like I, I knew they had financing options. So I thought, well, I don't have to drop three grand today. I can finance it over so much time and pay monthly. And, you know, every time I sell a car or two, I could pay on the watch and all this stuff and, you know, still be able to pay my bills and everything. And just, you know, with that little money, the little extra money I, I have left over. Uh, after, you know, I pay my bills and stuff, I can, you know, have a really nice new watch. And and there was this guy who was kind of like at the other end of the glass, kind of peeking around, and he was talking about this $2,000 Breitling. 
And I was like, $2,000 Breitling? I mean, I was getting a deal on this $3,000 one because it was originally like 5200 or something. And I thought, Jesus, like, I mean, I'm getting a deal on this guy. And um, I thought about a 2000 or so. He has it. He's looking at it. And it's this new thing. Um, it's not automatic movement. It's quartz. You know, it uses a battery. It's super lightweight. It's called Bright Light because, you know, Breitling, Bright Light, super lightweight, rubber strap, um, very sporty looking. It's designed to kind of uh, compete in the price point, more of a uh, tag Hoyer and things of that nature. And um, he's looking at it. And I'm thinking, God, this guy's going to scoop up this $2,000 Breitling. You know, I really would love a new Breitling and all this stuff. And and I thought, well, whatever. I could always talk to the rep who was super cute from New York. We were hitting an off grade and all this stuff. And uh, and then he goes, well, I think I'm going to walk around and think about it. There's a couple other watches I, I want to look at. Because, you know, when you go to a watch event, they bring in a lot of watches that they wouldn't normally have. The reps come. There was a rep there from Ulysse Narden, a rep there from Omega, a rep from Breitling, a rep from uh, Kronos, I think is the watch brand. And so there's kind of more stuff there. So you kind of want to look around, take it all in. And as soon as he put the watch down and left, I went over to the Breitling rep and I said, wrap it up. And it turned out to be 20% off because of the event. So it was even cheaper. I said, finance that shit. I'm holding the watch right now in my hand. I, I wore it today. It is all black, um, very sporty looking. It is a Breitling, but like I said, not automatic movement. It is around $2,000. I got it for a little cheaper because of the discount and the event. It is called the Breitling Sky Racer. Sky Racer. Um, if you're looking for a Breitling, the quality of that company, the name, the you know, but you can't drop, you know, my my other Breitling I think is like, I don't even want to say how much it is, but it's definitely not two thousand. Or I think this was sixteen hundred at the end of the day, something like that. Um, I, it's it's really the way to go. It has these really cool rubber straps that just pop off. You, you can just pop them off, and I don't know if that's just for easy. You know, if you want to like these are black, and I looked online, they have ones that are green. Um, to make it look kind of more, it looks more like a military watch at that point, uh, with that like military green. But it's just such a cool watch. I wore it today to work because um, I was wearing um, uh, you know charcoal black pants with black shoes, so I put on the black watch. And, and that Chronoby, I actually bought that Chronoby because I really liked it for work because um, it's always on time because it's connected to your phone because it's a smart watch. So it doesn't lose or speed up in time. The time is connected to the phone. So if the phone says 3 p.m., the and that's what the time is because the phone got that time from a satellite or some bullshit, that is the time on the chronoby because it's connected to the phone. And so I got it because I thought, well, um, you know, I don't want to wear... Okay, well, first off this, I was wearing my... You lease Narden executive dual time to work. Okay, this is not a watch you want to be wearing to a job that is active and you're running around a lot. There's a chance for it to get knocked off, to get scratched, to break. You know, you're washing cars, vacuuming them out, you know, driving. It's just, I was like, I can't wear this watch to work anymore. So this Chronoby was a perfect um, perfect 
Perfect combination of functionality, and if I break it, I don't give a fuck about it. Like that, that 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 executive dual time was a gift from my mother for graduating from my master's degree. Like it is special. It represents an achievement. It represents you know love for my mom and my family and bada be bada boo. You know this chronobi is like if I break it, who cares? I'll buy another one. Um, I don't have any sentimental attachment to it. I like the function of it. I've always wanted a smartwatch, but I wanted the watch to look like a watch, not like a little computer on my wrist. You know, so really, if you're looking for that kind of smartwatch, um, now, of course, it's not a smartwatch where you could text on it. You can't make phone calls with it. So I know if you're the kind of person who wants your Apple Watch to connect to your iPhone so you can text and call, it's not going to do any of that. But I know when I look at my Chronoby, it is on the correct time and all of that good stuff. But this Sky Racer, I got to tell you, I love this purchase a lot. I freaking love this purchase. Um, but also this purchase means that I had to kind of get a cheaper Walmart um, trailer park Narnia uh, bench. Uh, but I have been making these videos, Fat Man Strong. So Basically, when I get into something, everyone, uh, if you're an avid listener of the show, you know at one point I was super obsessed with Mount Everest, and I actually have been watching in pieces this um, documentary about K2. Now, K2 is um, the second highest mountain in the world, but basically, you know, climbing Mount Everest is great. You know, you've climbed the, the highest mountain in the world the highest point on earth, and that's fantastic. But, you know, Rob Hall always said um, he can, on a, on, a, on a perfect day with nice weather, he could guide anybody up Mount Everest because there's only one technical part of it, and that is the Hillary Step. It's pretty much just walking up a mountain. I am not trying to say it's easy. I would probably die at base camp. Okay, I'm not saying I could do it, but what he means is that it's really not technically very difficult. However, K2, though the smaller uh, than Everest, it is the second highest mountain, is the most dangerous mountain probably to climb. It is really a mountain that you need to be a mountaineer to climb. And there was, I think it was 2008. I'm, I, I literally just started watching the, 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 this documentary. I haven't even finished it yet. I'm probably going to finish it tonight. Um, this documentary about, two, was it August of 2008, I believe, 11 people died on that mountain. 11 people just died. And that one in four people, imagine this, one in four people who climb K2, die. So if you plan on climbing K2 and you take three of your friends, there is a high chance that one of you will not return home. Can you imagine that? It's dangerous. It is dangerous. But you know people if you, who know me, my siblings, etc. When I get into something, I get into something. I do nothing half-assed. If I'm into it, I'm into it, and that's just it. I am 100%. So now that I've had now that I've had the surgeon tell me you're too fucking fat 
and you're going to ruin your surgery and it's going to be for nothing, et cetera, et cetera. Now I'm back in the mindset. Now I'm getting myself ready to go. Now I'm, I'm, I'm like, you know, okay, how do we get myself from eating at fucking Arby's for lunch and hot dog shop and getting Jimmy John's, you know, eating hoagies and drinking five Cokes a day? What am I going to do to get me out of that bullshit way of living and eating? And there's one thing I need, and that's inspiration. I need to be inspired. And the best way for me to get inspired is music. Because music is my life. Music is really all I've ever known and done well. Um, however, for lifting weights, there's not really any music that I can think of that will inspire me to lift, lift weights. So the next best thing, like when I got into um, Mount Everest and such, it was watching movies and documentaries. So what do I have to do? Pumping iron. I watched Pumping Iron. I watched Generation Iron Part 1. I watched Generation Iron Part 2. I watched my favorite new documentary about um, lifting and being big is Eddie Strongman. Okay, this is really awesome. Ed, about Eddie Hall, who is now the reigning strongest man in the world. It's a guy from uh, Stoke in England, a rough kind of uh, post-industrial town. Kind of like Pittsburgh in a way, you know, uh, used to be a big center of industry. And uh, once that industry left, and I guess probably went to China, um, it's now kind of a rough place. People on drugs, unemployment is high. Though Pittsburgh has turned itself around, of course, through medicine and technology. Google's here. There's rumors Amazon might be coming, putting a headquarters here. A lot of tech, a lot of finance, a lot of business so I know Pittsburgh has moved itself around, but think of like a think of like a small steel town around Pittsburgh who kind of you know is struggling, rough, maybe drugs, crime. Uh, so he's from that kind of area, and um, he's like six two, and just a motherfucking beast. Okay, this guy is huge. He is now the strongest man in the world. But when this was filmed, he was ranked fourth. Okay, fourth strongest man. And um, this is a really great documentary, and it kind of takes you into a little bit of the world of what it takes to be a strong man. Now, pumping iron isn't really about strong men, you know. Pumping iron is about bodybuilders, and they're really two different things. You know, bodybuilding, that's about aesthetics. That's about um, uh, symmetry. That's about muscles, uh, definition. Uh, you know, they take the water pills and, uh, you know, do cardio to get as much fat off their body as possible so they can, you know, be as cut as possible and not look flat, as they say, which is a new term that I've learned. You know, I was watching the uh, um, I was watching Generation Iron 2 and they were talking about how uh, one of the um, uh, bodybuilders looked flat. Meaning, you know, there was, he was too puffy. It was like he didn't do enough to really, you know, cut his, his make his body look really, really cut. So, um, so anyway, but the strong man is different. Strong man is like, strong men look fat. Okay, strong men look like a bunch of fat dudes who are like six foot two, six foot three. You know, the mountain is six foot nine. Uh, you know, the mountain from uh, Game of Thrones 
he um, he's a strong man who, who competes and such. But um, uh, I I have to talk about this. I got I started watching this right, uh, the Eddie Strongman, and I discovered who they consider to be the strongest man ever to live. And I'm happy to say that he is a fellow countryman, uh, not American. He is Lithuanian. He's six foot three, like 400 pounds or something. Um, Zdrunas Savikas. Zdrunas Savikas. You need to look this guy up. Sidrunas Savikas. If you just look up strongman competition, you'll see his name. This dude is a fucking beast. He looks so there's there's a thing, there's a thing where they live they lift up like a giant log, you know, hundreds of pounds. And they were showing every other strongman do it. And Eddie Hall, who this documentary is about, he couldn't do it. No one could do it. You know, we're talking all the strong men in the world. They're at this. It's actually, it's the, it's an Arnold. It's not the strong man, the strongest man in the world competition. It's um, it's the Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger version. And no one could do it. No one could freaking do it to save their lives. I thought, well, this is kind of shitty. Like all these strong men get up there, and none of them can even lift it. And then Sadrunas Savikas gets up there. Okay, okay. He gets up there, and he lifts this giant log up, gets it to his chest. You have to get it up to your chest and then press it, you know, press it up above your head. He not only does it once, he does it three times. And it is like, how the fuck? How, how can you be that strong? Like, how can you seriously just, like, just embarrass the rest of the men who are considered the strongest in the world by pressing three times something that no other person could even get above their chest, let alone press above their head? So I have been watching these documentaries. Now... The, the Generation Iron 1 and 2 and Pumping Iron are fine, but, like, I don't really have... They're, they're about bodybuilding and about the weird sport of female bodybuilding, which really is dying, which I didn't really know. Um, because, you know, I'm not really part of that world, nor am I ever going to be part of that world because I don't have the time and know-how to become a bodybuilder, uh, to be completely honest. Uh, you know, to be, you I mean, to be a bodybuilder, you have to work out um, a lot and you, you know, have to have a lot of know-how. I mean, just, I think like the, like the, the, the nutrition alone, like, you know, Eddie Strongman, like Sedona Savikas, I mean, they're, they're eating 10,000 calories a day. You know, I mean, it's the only way for them to be able to work out several hours a day lift, you know, deadlift 500 pounds, this, that, and the other. Like, you just can't, like, these guys don't diet. 
Okay, this is why, this is, okay, I, I, I'm talking about all of this for a reason, okay? Uh, one, it's happening to me, and it's all I have to talk about today because it's just me, and when it's just me, I tend to ramble about just what I've been doing for the past week because I have no one here to talk to, but I'm talking about all of this because why did I call my new YouTube channel about me working out Fat Man Strong? I called it that because that's what I want to get. I want to get fat man strong, meaning when you watch these strong men in these competitions. Now, since Sudrunas Savikas, if you Google him, doesn't really um, win, or I'm not even sure if he even competes in the strong men competitions anymore. Since he doesn't really do that much anymore, he is now ripped. He is now defined. He now looks like a bodybuilder. If you look up pictures of him, he was fat. He was 400 pounds, people. He was fucking fat, but he was fat man strong, meaning when you're a strong man, you need a lot of like girth. Like there's no reason to get defined, okay? Because bodybuilders, see, okay, of course bodybuilders are strong. They have huge freaking muscles, but they don't compete in strength. They compete in how they look. They win because their biceps look the same size and symmetrical. They win because when they flex their back muscles, like that, like Manta, like that, like Stingray look when they flex their back muscles and puff them out, you know, wow, they, the muscles on each side look the same. They look symmetrical. Everything looks like it was carved from stone, like it's a, like it's, you know, a statue. You know, that's what they're going for. There's no bodybuilding competition where they they lift any weights. You ever notice that? So so uh, Eddie Hall and Sadrina Savikas, you know, they don't give a shit what they look like. All they care about is if they could lift a thousand pounds over their fucking head. So if you Google this guy, and you could go on my Facebook if you're friends with me, and you'll see I posted a picture of him. Okay, you'll you'll see he's fat. Like, it, that's why I call it a fat man strong. Because, like, I don't want to be a bodybuilder. I would love to be the strongest man in the world. Now, that'll never happen. I know people say, well, if you say it won't happen, it'll never happen. First off, I'm 32, okay? These dudes are, like, retiring or at their peak at 32. Okay, number two, I'm not even six feet tall, okay? Eddie Hall is a short, strong man at, like, 6'3", okay? Okay, um, uh, you know, the, the, the mountain... Uh, from uh, Iceland, you know, he's six foot nine, okay? There's an American, I forget his name, he's like six foot eight, okay? These guys are huge. They're like linemen from the NFL, okay? I, I'm not gonna ever get that. I'm not gonna get strong enough. Okay, no matter how strong I get, I don't think my frame, and I'm a big guy. Most people who meet me, like, hey, big guy, they call me big guy, you know what I mean? Because I'm fat, you know? I have big shoulders, you know what I mean? But I'm not, I'm only like 5'9 and a half, like 5'10, you know? So, but like, I'm not small and I have a large frame, but I'm not that tall, okay? Think about this guy, uh, you know, if you look up this this Lithuanian guy, like, he's not only six foot three, but he's a big fucking dude. Like, no wonder he could lift so much. Like, it's all about genetics. Like, he's just a strong Strong dude, but he's fat man strong, meaning he's fat, 
and he's strong, and that's what I want to get. I want to get fat man strong. Hey, listen, I'd love to be skinny, get the ladies, look sexy, but I'm not ever going to be skinny. I'm a bigger guy. I'm fat. I don't give a fuck who knows it. You know what I mean? People don't want to admit that they're fat. Hey, everyone knows it, including you, okay, because, you, you know, everyone can see you, all right? I don't really, I'm not afraid to admit it. It is what it is. If you see me walking down the street, you go, hey, look at that fat guy over there. Not that big of a deal, okay? I'm not afraid of it. It is what it is. I see it every morning when I get in and, you know, like out of the shower. It's there staring me in the fucking face. Not that big of a deal, but I just want to get strong again. Because before the surgery, I was fat, but I was strong. I, I mean, hey, listen, I'm not a strong man like Eddie Hall and all those guys, but I was stronger, I felt fit, I was working out, I had a personal trainer, so I want to get back to that world, but now, why aren't I just joining a gym and getting a personal trainer? I'm too fucking busy, I don't have any time, there is no way with this job that I have any time to have a personal trainer, because even on Fridays, my day off, which is you know the day the show comes out, I still have to go in, I have to go in today, this Friday, I got to go in, to deliver a car in the afternoon. So like, what if I had a personal training appointment at four o'clock? Well, I got to go into deliver this car at four o'clock. And some people say, Mike, you need your own personal life, this, that, and the other. But at the end of the day, it's like, I got to sell cars. And that's when these people want to come in. And, you know, I don't want to split it. I don't want to give it off to somebody else. I want the full sale because I want to make money. But a bing, but a boom. You know, the only day I truly have off is Sundays. You know, in that day, I really try to just set aside for family. Okay, I don't want to really have a lot going on. I want that to be really just time to see my mother, time to see Camila. Like, I think this weekend, we're all going to go up the cabin. It's my mother's birthday. I think it's the third birthday that she should not have had since her cancer diagnosis. So it's very special. So we're going to be up the lake. So, you know, I don't want to schedule anything. So that's one reason. I just don't have time to go to the gym. There's just no time in my day with my new job and schedule to do anything but my job and, and but there's really, I have no time to do anything but my job and a couple personal things on the one day that I have off for sure, and that is Sunday. Um, and it also, because of the surgery, I t I'm taking things very slow. I'm only working out for like 20 to 30 minutes, if that. I'm only doing a couple exercises, very simple uh, curls with the curl bar, um, inclined press, um, kettlebell swings, uh, rows with the dumbbell. I mean, deadlifts, very simple stuff, nothing too heavy, and very short workouts um, just to get myself back in shape, back in order, to get my form back. Like today, my left knee was killing me because... I think it was just like, wow, we haven't done any real activity since January of 2017. And I thought, I think I blew my, my left knee out. It feels a little better now. But like, you know, I, I just don't need to be in a gym setting um, in case something hurts or I can only work out for like 10 minutes. I don't want to have to drive all the way there, change or whatever, go in, do a couple things, realize it's uncomfortable, or I just, you know, I don't have the energy, or I don't feel strong enough, and then pussy out and leave, like 15 minutes later, I'd rather just do it in the comfort of my home, that way, when I wake up in the morning, I can do some curls, or bench press, 
when I get home from work, I can just go down there, do 20 minutes, put on some music, make a Fat Man Strong YouTube video. And my videos are very short. I just say, hey, um, you know, no excuses. Like I had, I worked for 12 hours today, but fuck it, I got to do a workout. You know, there's no excuses when you have goals. Um, you know, the only way to get strong is to get strong and just do it. And so I make a short video. I do one workout, like 10 reps of something. And I just say, thank you for watching. And, you know, and it's just to track my progress, get people interested, keep myself motivated. You know, I, you know, in the mornings, I try to watch one of those documentaries while I'm getting ready, uh, a pumping iron fat man, or I'm sorry, Eddie, um, I'm, 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 uh, Eddie Strongman, uh, Generation Iron Part 1 or 2, um, just to get myself motivated for the day. My diet still is not phenomenal. Um, uh, you know, it is kind of like one of those things where, you know, when I hear Eddie, you know, he just eats whatever he wants. You know, these strong men just pound 10,000 calories a day. However, it can't be 10,000 calories of junk food. You know, it's got to be protein and vegetables and, you know, you know, real calories, like things, you know, meaningful calories that when you hit the gym, you have protein to see. I got to get more protein in my diet to build the muscles. So like I need to get back into like protein shakes and I get to get I, I got to get to like GNC to get some whey protein and, you know, get the blender back out. And I got some protein bars at uh, Costco. Uh, I got the Kirkland brand. They're not very good. I'm sorry, Costco, but I much prefer Quest bars, but the but they're so expensive. I mean, I got like twice as many for like half the price at Costco, so I'll probably keep getting them. I don't like them, but I'll probably keep getting them just because of the, the good price tag. But like this is kind of my new focus. You know, I finally, I'm finally feeling comfortable at my job. Uh, so um, my focus, not that I'm unfocusing on my job, it's just when you're new at something, you know, you I, at least for me, I hyper-focus so I can, like, get used to it, right? I can, like, get into it. But now I feel a little more comfortable with the job, the the, the structure of it, the the routine, um, the policies, et cetera. So I don't feel like I have to quite hyper-focus on it again. I want to get back to singing some more. I want to get back to working out. And thank God Jason came over. I got this, this broken box of shit, you know, pieces from Walmart and I got it home and I took all the parts out. I did have all the parts and I'm looking at the assembly and I said, Jason, you got to come over here. Like I need to hire like professionals to put this together. And he took one look at it and he goes, I'll be right back. And he goes and gets all these wrenches and the power screwdriver. It literally took two people and a couple hours to get this fucking bench together. And it's not even that heavy duty of a bench. You know what I mean? It's a simple bench. It is nothing special whatsoever. But, I mean, it actually, we didn't have any parts extra. But there is one screw that doesn't have a washer. And it's because I, I realized I put a piece in backwards. So we took a piece out. And when we put it back in, we misplaced one of the washers. I found it at the very end, and we couldn't remember where it went. So hopefully one washer doesn't make a difference. But I have to say I'm a little nervous down there working out on my own. You know, it is good to have someone with you. 
Um, I'm only inclined bench pressing. I'm not full on flat bench pressing. I'm a little afraid um, in my weakened state. I consider it weakened state uh, compared to how strong I used to be. Um, to do a full-on flat bench press with that weight above me, um, I would much prefer to have a workout buddy who had to help me with that. So maybe, well, Jason said he wants to start working out. So maybe, you know, he'll come and do that, spot me and stuff of that nature. But head on my Facebook and my Instagram. Look for the Fat Man Strong videos. Um, please support, you know, this is this is more for like, just to get people like, you know, in this day and age, it's so easy to have people follow you and get interested in what you're doing. And honestly, it's nice. Like when I went to work, one of my buddies at work, you know, one of my colleagues was like, dude, I love your Fat Man Strong videos. You know, like, it, and that makes me f want to keep doing it, which means I'm working out. Like the someone, someone asked me today, another person at work who saw my videos. What's your goal? Okay, everyone has a goal. I want to weigh one, you know, one ten. You know, I I love to weigh like like two ten personally. Um, you know, I want to be able to bench press three hundred pounds. You know, I don't know that might you know what I mean. I don't really have a goal like that. My goal is to work out consistently, and I felt like if I make a YouTube video, and it's just like my show, right? I didn't leave work till like nine p.m. and I'm supposed to leave at eight. I'm exhausted right now. I have to be honest. I'm still in my work clothes. I got my tie on, my shoes on. But I made a commitment a year ago, regardless of how many people listen. I don't care if I have three people listen to a show or 3,000. Regardless, I do a show every Friday, which means it's now Thursday night. I'm recording. Tomorrow, I don't have to go until the afternoon, so I'll wake up, edit the show, and put it out. Okay? So... I'm I feel like I'm accountable to this show because the couple people that do like to listen every week, I want to give you guys a show. So if I'm making a YouTube video and I have a couple people go, wow, I loved your YouTube video. I don't care if it's just those two people. Those two people are enough where I think to myself when I get home from work, you know what? I need to go work out and make a video because they might be expecting it. And I'm a fat ass and I need to work out anyway. It just adds to the motivation. You know, it's all about inspiration and motivation. And no excuses, you know. I've, I've had way too many excuses lately. Oh, I had surgery. Oh, this, that, and the other. Oh, who cares? Oh, uh, you know, I'm alone. I don't have anyone to impress. You know, I don't have to be skinny. I don't date a lot anyway. Who cares? It's just who I am. My dad was fat. My, this person was fat. I just, I'm fat because my whole family's fat. Who gives a fuck? You know, this, that, and the other. I'm just going to go to Arby's because I want it. I'm just going to go to hot dog shop because I don't care anymore. You know, there's just no excuses. There's none. I need to get in shape and that's just it. And if a YouTube channel and some videos help me get there, if watching some documentaries about strong men and bodybuilders helps me get there, then that's what I'm going to do. Now, I'm not sure if I'm going to go all the way and put up pictures of Eddie Hall in my bedroom or Arnold or, you know, Frank Zane or um, Lou Ferrigno or, you know, or all, uh, you know, Phil, um, uh, Phil Heath and Kai Green. I don't know if I'm going to do all of that. I thought about it. I thought, dude, I got to get some pictures of like Sadruna Savikas, you know, the Lithuanian, the, the, literally they consider him the strongest man ever to live.
Can you imagine that? Why isn't he world famous? Like, why doesn't he have a reality show after the Kardashians called, like, Savikas and Sons or something? Like, you know, me and Zadrinas, you know? He's hilarious. He's so big. Like, it's fucking, it's weird. It's just, it doesn't make any sense. How can you be that big? Seriously. It's unreal. But he's Lithuanian. And I'm Lithuanian, so that that's kind of cool. All right, ladies and gents, I have no idea if in the past 50-some-odd minutes I have made any sense at all. Um, I have to be honest, I might have had a little bit of a drink before I started the show, but after a day like I had, I thought, um, I, I oh, I did, I made myself, th that's one of the, I was talking about those like frozen dinners, I made myself a frozen dinner, uh, chicken and uh, cashews. I had some crackers and some water. I, I'm I'm into saltines. My a friend, um, a friend of mine who's a vegan was staying with me in New York, and um, she is uh, she just bought like a giant box of saltines because that's like what she eats. And after she stayed with me, I'm like now obsessed with saltines. I like I like have to have them. I like every day I eat like a sheet of saltine uh, saltine crackers. They're they're the best. But um. But anyway, yeah, listen, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, a solo show, probably a little boring, but I, uh, you know, I hope I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I got this awesome new Breitling watch. Um, you know, I, I got these Fat Man Strong videos. Uh, please look at my Facebook. Try to find them on YouTube. Um, you know, things are going pretty good at work. Just you know, doing my thing. Um, trying to focus on family. Gonna like, celebrate my mother's birthday a birthday we thought we would never celebrate the past couple have been that way pretty much every birthday from now on is going to be like a birthday that we shouldn't had have had and i thank god every single day that i can i still have my mother in my life oh also for halloween it's going to be halloween's going to be coming up i need to get together a costume uh the whole family is going as monsters inc and I am going to be one of those guys in like those like yellow suits that come in when like there's contamination from a human child and such. And so I'm going to be one of them. So I got to get that costume together. It's going to be a combination of like the Breaking Bad yellow costume and like yellow boxes or something. I'm going to get it together. But uh, anyway, all right, guys. Um, thank you so much for listening. I love you guys, everyone who listens to the show. This has really been the, the most favoritest thing I've ever done in my life. I've done a lot of cool stuff, uh, performed in operas on major stages. I've played in jazz clubs. Uh, but I got to tell you, doing this show is just phenomenal. I'm such a huge, huge fan of this show. Uh, well, I shouldn't say I'm a huge fan of this show. It's my show. What I mean, I'm a huge fan of doing this. And honestly, if I could make a living or spend my life uh, recording this kind of stuff and doing a show and having people listen and be interested, uh, that would be a wonderful life spent. Well, hey, thank you so much for listening. And we will see you next week on The Michael Papinjak Show. For all your tailoring needs, head up to Chico Tailors at 133 West North Street, Butler, PA, 16001. Call them at 724-287-5814. Email them at info at chicotailors.com. Chico is spelled C-I-C-C-O. Over four generations of experience goes into every garment.